last line in Samachem and Beza Mishnah says, Hakita a person, an amputee, right? So he's, he's missing a leg. So he can go out with his uh, kav, his uh, prosthetic. That's what Remeir says, because Remeir holds that a prosthetic of an amputee has a din of a shoe. It's, for him, it's a shoe. It's on the bottom of his stump. Rabbi Yaisi Iser. He says it's Aser, because Rabbi Yaisi holds it's not a Tachshit. Okay, and we'll see exactly why it's going to be Aser. Vim Yeshle, base kibble, kitsitin. Okay, if it has a, um, a receptacle, like on the top of the kav, so imagine his stump goes in, so you wouldn't want it to be flat wood, so it would be carved in a little, kind of like it would look, uh, you know, kind of like a spoon. Um, and you would put the padding there. So if it has a base kibble for the padding, meaning to, to protect so it doesn't chafe his, uh, the bottom of his stump, then tame, then the kita, the prosthetic, is going to be tame because now it has a din. Uh, you know, it has, it's, and we know something that has a base kibble is going to have a status of a cleat to be uh, tame. Okay. Um, smuchais. So these are shin guards. Now imagine somebody, we're talking about here, uh, somebody whose, let's say, feet were amputated, okay, from the ankle down. So how would he walk? Um, he would walk on his, um, you know, he would walk on his, uh, on his leg. I forget which part of the leg it's called, but let's say he would have like a shin guard, kind of like catch, catcher's guards, you know, like a catcher would wear or a goalie on the bottom of his, uh, you know, uh, put on the, on the front part of his, legs, and then he would walk on them. So for those, Tamei Medris, they are going to be Tamei Rusha Medris. Again, Tamei Medris is something that, let's say, a Zav, somebody who comes to Mazav, so he, um, anything that he sits on, anything as a din of something he sits on, would become Tamei Medris. The Yetzim Behem B'Shabbos, you are able to go out with them on Shabbos, okay, because you are, um, they are Tachshit for you. You can go with them into the Azara, meaning we know that, that it's usher to go into the Azara with shoes. And what we're saying is, these, since they, they don't sit, they don't rest on the bottom of your foot, you happen to be stepping on them, but they're on the front facing of your leg, so then um, they don't have a den of shoes in that regard. So it's a tachshit, but it's not shoes. So this is another sort of... Um, now, this is the Mishnah for uh, all sorts of disabilities. This is another sort of wheelchair type of apparatus. Um, the point is, is that he's moving things with his feet. Uh, I'm sorry, moving things with his hands. And this type of person, this type of amputee, would be somebody who is amputated above the knee. Okay, and the difference here is that he'd have his smuchas, his guards, would be on the bottom of his stumps. So he can't actually walk on them. He has to be on some sort of wheelchair apparatus. So we're going to say, So the, he, he, the wheelchair is going to be Tame Medris, because he sits on it. He is unable to go out with this, these smuchas, these things that are on the bottom of, again, he has stumps, like where his, you know, basically from the thigh down. Right, so he can't go out with them because he can't walk on these things, and therefore he's just carrying them. They have to sit on the bottom of his feet. However, you cannot go with him to Azara because in the way he's going to maneuver this wheelchair apparatus. Now, just to uh, uh, explain, um, I saw a picture of this, but I, it's not. It doesn't make it that 
I don't practically understand how they used to use it, but it was some sort of wheelchair. It did not have wheels. So it was, a, it was basically a chair with some sort of guard on it. And he would kind of ratchet himself. He'd be sitting on a chair and then he would ratchet himself down to the ground. The point is, is that when he's, when his stumps touch the ground, so he had guards on there and these guards were on the bottom of the stump. So like we said, since they're sitting on the bottom of the stump, therefore you can't go with them to the Azara because, because they do serve as, as shoes in as much as they're on the bottom of his uh, feet or stumps. Okay? And that's why it's going to be Asr. So that's how we're just kind of working in all these different shitas. If it, it's Tameh Medris, if he arrests on it. Okay? Um, you know, because he's going to su- use it to support himself, it's going to be Tameh. Whether you can go out with it on Shabbos or not will depend on whether it's considered a Tachshit. So for instance, this Kisei and are not a Tachshit. And whether you can go into the Azara or not, um, is dependent on whether they sit, physically sit, on the bottom of your uh, feet or legs or stump or whatever you have. So if, you, if, if, they're, if they're used as shoes. And luktimin to hirin, vein yitzibahen luktimin, we're going to explain what it is. One of the sheets is a mask, mask, but these things are tahar, they're not makabal tuma. Okay? And it's considered a masoi, so you cannot go out with it on Chavez. Okay, now going back to the first case of Kita, the amputee. So Amr Le Rabbi Rav Nachman, Rabbi said to Rav Nachman, Hechi Tnan. How did we learn this machlaikis? So in our Mishnah, we said that an amputee can go out with his with his kav, with his prosthetic, Divir and Rabbi Asert, apparently, we are not sure, it's not Muslim that that's the way this Mishnah reads. It could be the other way. That really it's a Kita. Okay, so there's different ways to learn it. So, Hechi Tanan. Amalei says, I don't know which is the proper way to learn this machlekes, you know, Meir Rebyesi. Hilchas what's the halacha? Amalei said, I don't know. So now we're going to discuss this. Emar, Amar Shmuel, Ein Hakitea. The Shmuel had a gear that said, Ein Hakitea. The Mishnah would have started here where it says Hakitea Yetza. It would be Ein Hakitea Yetza Bekavshla Devera Meir, Rebyesi Matir. Okay, that's how you'd have to learn it. This, so the opposite way of the way that our Mishnah lists it. V'cheinam Rav Huna, Einakitea. Rav Huna also had it listed as her mayor holds that a kita, uh, a kitea, a, a uh, amputee may not go out with his prosthetic. Amar Rav Yosef, Hoyal v'amar Shmuel, Einakitea. V'amar Rav Huna, Einakitea. Ananami nisni, Einakitea. Since that's the way Shmuel Rav, Rav Huna had this Mishnah, that's the way we should also learn it. Maskifla Rava Barshira, Lishmiya Lehu Hadamasni Lei, Rav Hanan Barava, Lechia Barav. Don't you have, you know, don't you ha- haven't you heard how Rav Hanan Barava explained it to Lechia Barav, Kamei de Rav, before Rav, Bikituna de Be Rav, in the small base Medrash of Rav. So they were telling over this halacha, and they learned the halacha, like we tried to learn it according to Shmuel and Rav Huna, Ein The Rameir holds, you are not able to go out on Shabbos, a, a, um, an amputee may not go out with his prosthetic. Rav Yesi Matir, and Rav Yesi's Matir, and what did Rav do? When Rav overheard them learning it this, this way, and Rav motioned Epoch, switch it around, that we had the shitas wrong. 
So therefore, right, Amar Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak B'Simona Samach Samach, and the and the way to remember this is Rabbi Yosi Oiser, okay, like our Mishnah says it. So how could you go ahead and say that the halacha should be? Um, how could you say that the halacha should be? Uh, you know that the, the proper way to learn this Mishnah is that according to a mayor and according to Rav Yosi, it's going to be mutter. We see we have it. The Rav learned it the other way. The Ashmuel Halderbe and Shmuel himself as well. Um, w- went back on saying that Rameir held its Usr and Rav Yesi held its Mutter. Did Tanan, why? Because we have in a Mishnah, Chalza Besando She'ena Shaloi. If you did Chalitza for a woman on a sandal that wasn't his, Besando, right, she's supposed to be taking off his shoe and spitting in it. Besandal Shal Eitz, if she used the sandal Shal Eitz, I shall small be a min, Chalitza Kishera. What do we see here? Focus on the sandal shall eitz. Okay, we said sandal shall eitz. It is a good chalitza. So LMI, we see that it must be that something made out of wood is considered a shoe. If it's made out of wood and it's considered a shoe, that means you would be, you're allowed to go out with your shoes on Shabbos. So you would be allowed to. So we see, okay, Belmrina Montana, and who is the Tana of the Mishnah of Chalitza, right? We were trying to say, who is the Tana of that Mishnah that says that you can do Chalitza with a wooden shoe because we see a wooden shoe has a din of a shoe. We said, Man Tana, Mershmur, Rameir, he. It is Rameir, did Tanan, Hakita, Yotze, Bekash, Lodim, Rameir, Yotze, Yotzer. So we see that Shmuel, in drawing a parallel between the case of Chalitza with a sandal shall eight and um, f- um, uh, the amputee, Learn that a mayor holds that the uh, amputee is able to go out with his prosthetic, with his wood wooden leg, peg leg, right? He's able to go out with a wooden leg. And that is a mayor shita. So we see that even though we originally quoted Shmuel as learning this Mishnah the other way, we see that really he held that um, a, a mayor shita is the one who holds that an amputee can go out with his wooden leg. So again, all we're trying to do here is figure out which, which gears of the mission is correct. The one we have, or is it the flip? Flip side. The Af Rav Huna and Rav Huna as well, right? Remember, we started off saying that we had a gears not like the way our mission is listed, and it was a gears of Shmuel and Rav Huna, and then we had an issue with that because we said Rav didn't agree with that. We, and we're now saying that not only did Rav not agree with it, but even Shmuel and Rav Huna were Hadr, Shmuel like we just saw, and Rav Huna as well. The Af Rav Huna Hadr Bey, he, he also went back on it, did Tanya, we learned in a Brisa, sandal shell sidon. So if you have a shoe of a plasterer, right? So the plaster workers, apparently this, uh, the plaster that they would step in, if they weren't wearing the, a wood shoe, it, would, uh, it was very like acidic or something, and it would burn leather. So they couldn't use leather shoes. They had to wear a wood shoe. The plaster workers wore a wood shoe. So we said it's Tame Madras because they're leaning on it. The Isha Chaylat says, by, right? And a woman can be Chaylats with it, this wooden shoe. The Yetzim by Bishabbos, you are able to go out on Shabbos. Devrei Rabbi Akiva, Veloi Hoidulai. Okay? And the Chacham did not agree to Rabbi Akiva. Vahatanya Hoidulai. Ah, we said they did agree to Rabbi Akiva that a wooden shoe, happens to be a plaster shoe, but a wooden shoe is a shoe. You're allowed to go out with it on Shabbos and your tummy madras. And we said, Amar Avhun Aman Hoidu Loi. Who is this Hoidu Loi? It's Rameir. Uman Hoidu Loi Hoidu Loi. That's Rabbi Yesi. 
Okay, so we see that Rameyer, and this was, again, Rav Huna was quoting this. Rav Huna was the one and said, you know who was the Hoidulai, the person, the people who agreed with Rabbi Akiva that you are, are able to go out with a wooden shoe on Shabbos? That is, that is Shitas Rameyer. So we see that Rav Huna also held that Rameyer agreed or Rameyer's, the proper girsa for Rameyer was like our Mishnah lists it now, that you are able to go out, an amputee is able to go out with his prosthetic. Now, Rav Yosef, or Rav Yosef Amar, man loy hoidu loy, he, he just disagrees on who's arguing, okay, man loy hoidu loy, um, you know, uh, is not Rav Yosef, but rather to Riechen and Ben-Nuri, it's a different shita there, that says, the Tanan Kavere Shalkash, that a basket made out of stubble, or two made out of reeds, Rabbi Akiva Metama, that he holds it's going to be Tame, Rabbi Yechanan Benuri Metaher, he holds it's Metaher because he holds uh, these materials, if you use, if you make shoes out of these materials, meaning things other than leather, it is going to, um, is not going to be considered a shoe, and therefore it's, it's going to be Tahar Mishum Medris. But either way, that's just a question on who the other Shita is there. Is it Rav Yesi or Rav Yechanan Ben Nuri? Either way, the Shita who holds that a wooden shoe is a shoe is Rav Meir, and that was Rav Huna was the one who said it. So we see both Shmuel and Rav Huna would, were Hadar, they, they recanted their Shita, and they went back to say like Rav that the Shita that holds that a mayor is the shita that holds that a kita, a kitea, and a, 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 um, um, a, an amputee can go out with his wooden leg. Okay, so Amar Mar, Sandal Shal Saiden. Now, we're just going back into that case of the wooden plaster's shoe. Sandal Shal Saiden, Tami Medris. That is Tami Misha Medris, right? Again, because he's resting on it. How could you say that it's Tame Misha Medris like a shoe? He is not going anywhere with it. He does. He'll wear the shoes home from the job, and therefore, you're right, he won't wear this if he goes out for a leisure walk. You know, he goes to take a stroll with his wife, he's not going to wear them. But when he goes home from the job, he will wear them, and therefore, they, he, they will be Mitame Misha Medris. Okay, now, um, so we've now settled our Mishnah, and we know that our Mishnah is a machlekes between Rameir and Rav Yesi, and we said in Yeshle base kibble ksisin tame, that if this wooden leg has, this peg leg has a base kibble, that a place to uh, put, you know, sponges or rags or something to um, make it soft, to put in some sort of padding, then it's going to be tame because it has this base kibble. Amar um, Abaya, says, Mitama Tomas Meis, Bein Mitama Tomas Medris. When I said it's tame, that is only for Tomas Meis, not for Tomas Medris, okay? Meaning that for Tomas Meis, we care about base kibble. For Medris, we don't care about base kibble. All we care about is is it supporting? Is it something that your foot is resting on? And what Abai is saying is that an amputee's wooden leg actually is not there to support. It is only there for nai. It's only there, um, you know, so that he walks out. He doesn't feel so embarrassed that he's not walking out. He doesn't actually walk on these legs. 
he'll use crutches or whatever it is, but he doesn't actually use the prosthetic. It's not like the prosthetics we have today, you know, that we have the runner with the prosthetic. Who was that guy? The murderer in South Africa, right? With the uh, prosthetic uh, carbon fiber legs. That no, in those days, the prosthetic did not really serve as a way to help them walk. It was just um, decorative. And therefore, Abayah says, it's not going to be telling me some address because you're not resting on it. Rava Omar, Rava argues, he says, af tami medras. it is tami medras. Omar Rava, Rava says, how do I know that the prosthetic leg will be tami medras? Because we learned in a Mishnah, agala shel katan, a wagon, you know, a, 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 of a, a child's play wagon, Tamea medras will be tami medras. Because even though its purpose isn't to carry things, right? It's really a play toy for the kid. Still, since it can lamaisa support weight, it would be Tamea Medris. Babaya Amar. He says, no, it's not true. Hasam Samechiluya. There, lamaisa, you're right, that the wagon can support weight. Right? It's sometimes the baby's, you know, the, the child's wagon. The play wagon is used, can be used to carry things. But here, the peg leg does not actually support him at all. If you remove the leg, in other words, however he's walking, it's not on this leg. He's going to walk on crutches. He's going to walk on some other aid. The peg leg is not really supporting him. And since it's not really supporting him at all, it would not be tummy medras. He's not resting on it. Amar Abaya, So where does Abaya say, how does he know that... Um, that the peg leg, right? That the that the prosthetic leg is not uh, he's is not supporting him at all. Titania, it says, how do we know that's going to be tahar? Makal shelzkenim tahar miklum. That a cane, right? A cane that an old person walks with is going to be totally tahar. Now there also, right? It looks like it's supporting him. It looks like the cane is supporting him, and yet we say it's going to be totally tahar. So too, a peg leg, even though it happens to sit under him, since just like the cane sits, you know, he's walking on it. Since the peg leg, um, you know, since the cane is not actually supporting him, so too the peg leg is not supporting him. Both are not going to be tummy measures. Virava, and how's Rava going to answer it? He's going to say no. That the cane, you're right, that there's a difference between the peg leg and the cane. That the peg leg, he actually will, you know, rest on it sometimes. But the cane doesn't really, it looks like he's resting on it. But the whole purpose of the cane really is is to correct his posture, right? It's just because an old man shakes and therefore we don't want him to teeter over. So it's not really supporting him, but it's just helping him, uh, you know, maintain the right posture to stand properly. But by the peg leg, right, the prosthetic leg, here he is actually being saimich, he's resting on it. And therefore, and since he's resting on it, Rav is going to hold that you would be tame misham medris. Okay. Next part of the Mishnah, we said Tame Medris ve'ain yitzim b'hem b'shabes ve'ain nichnasin b'hem la'azara. That is talking about. So we're skipping a case here, right? We had the case of the shin guards for the guy who was amputated below the ankles, and then we went to this kise v'smuchay shalai that was some sort of uh, wheelchair for somebody who was amputated above the knee. Um, so we said. 
that it's tummy medrash because he is whatever the shoes or the bottom of the stumps, he has something there, whatever that is, they function, in other words, they will support him when he wants to get off of the wheelchair, so he's going to rest on them. And, you know, they're permanently fixed. He can't go out with them on Shabbos because we're concerned he might take them off. They're not real shoes. It's not a tachshit. It supports. And you can't go with them to Azara because even though it's not, even though it's not considered typical shoes, since they sit on the bottom part under his stump, so they do function like shoes, and therefore you can't go with them to the Azara. Tani Tana the Tana in front of Yechanan said, He wanted to say, You can go to the Zara. right? He had a different gear. So, so the Rabbi Yechanan responded, He said, I taught Isha that a woman can do Chalitza with these um, coverings that sit on the bottom of the stump. So, if, if so, if I can be Chalitzes, then that goes hand in hand. It must be a shoe. And if it's a shoe, you can't go to the Azara. And you're saying you can go to the Azara with it? So Tani, therefore, he must learn. He revised what he learned. And he said, Like our Mishnah says, that you cannot go to them to Azara because they function as shoes. The final part of the Mishnah, it said, And what are Luktimin? My Luktimin? We have three shitas here. Ravo says it's Chamra de Akafa. It is a horse that goes on the shoulder, right? So it's like, uh, Rashi explains, it's, you know, it's kind of like a stick horse. It's more of, like it goes on a person's shoulder, but it was something they would use, you know, like a, in a float for a parade. Rava bar papa amar kshure, these are stilts. Um, again, stilts, these are going to be tahar, and you can't take them out. You can't take them out because it's a masoi, just like the play, uh, the stick horse or the shoulder horse, right? And then they're not a real clee, because stilts are basically a piece of wood, it's pshute kliates. And Rava Barhuna Amar Prami or Fram or, or Farmi, it's a mask. Okay? So these things, again, they're not a typical tachshit. When you wear them, they don't function like a shoe or like clothing or like jewelry. And so therefore they'll be a masui. And they are not a full kli. It's not a baguette or anything like that. And therefore they are going to be tahar. It's not going to be makambal tuma. Okay, going back to the next Mishnah. Habanim yitzim b'ksharim. The sons, right, boys can go out with ties. So we'll have to see what this means. Uvenei malachim bezugin. And b'nei malachim, right, the, the uh, royal royal kids can go out with bells. V'chol adam. And anybody can really go out with a bell. Shadipa chachamim b'hoiva. The chachamim were addressing what was normally uh, occurring, okay? And these were decorative bells, obviously. And we'll, we'll have to see, um, you know, we'll see this on tomorrow's daf. Um, we'll see exactly what that means. But now the Gemara wants to address the first part of the Mishnah, Mike Sharam. What does it mean when it says these sons can go out with ties? Amar Adam Mari, Amar Rav Nachman Bar Baruch, Amar Rav Ashi Bar Oven, Amar Rav Yehuda. What are these Kishuri, what are these ties? Kishuri pua, it means tied herbs. That there are certain herbs that they would tie that um, that they would tie and they had uh, healing powers. Okay, there was some sort of medicinal um, uh, you know herbal uh, uh, plant that they would tie around the neck. 
Amra Abaya. Now, Abaya, we'll see this throughout uh, specifically Shabbos. I'm not sure if we have this yet, but Amra Abaya, Amra Li Aim. Tilsa Mukmi. If you take three of these herbs and tie them together, they can, um, you know, they can um, cause the illness, whatever illness they're supposed to heal. Three, if you tie three, that will just stop it from getting worse. Chamisha Masi Masu. Five will heal the illness. Shiva Afilulik Mali. And seven will cure even an illness brought on by Kshafim. It's more serious. It's not just something that happened. That it was put on you specifically, that if you tie seven of them, seven of these herbs together, they can take care of this pua, uh, you know, the, this illness. Amar of Achar Bar By the way, this will only heal if the knots of this herb are not exposed to sunlight, visiara, or moonlight. Mitra, they don't get exposed to rain. Barzla doesn't hear the sound of metal clanging. or chickens or rooster, okay, crowing. Vikal nigri, or um, the the sound of a of a carpenter. Okay, so all these things. If it doesn't hear all these things, this uh, herbal medicinal. Rafua is very sensitive to all of these things. Amr of Nachmar Yitzchak, Nachal Pusa Bibira, that this healing uh, herbs of Pusa, Pusa, right? That's what we said it was Puas, Pusa. So this is Nafal Bibira fell, fell down a pit, fell down a ditch, meaning we no longer have it. It is impossible to not expose the knots of these herbs to uh, sunlight, moonlight, sounds, etc. Okay. Either way, the Gemara is going to take issue with this sort of uh, healing because the, we said that it's Ksharim, that they are the tithes of sons. So my area, Banim, why specifically, why would the Mishnah say, Habanim Yetzim Biksharim? That these sons can go out with these things tied? I don't understand. Afilu Banais Nami. For girls, it should also work. My area, Katanim. Why is it only Banim that are Katanim, right? Little kids. I feel Gudelim Nami. It should work for adults as well. So if, 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 it's a, uh, if it's an herbal cure, like you're trying to say, then it should work for boys, girls, young, you know, young and old. Ella, Mike Sharim. So we have to have a noob shot in what Sharim are. Kihad, Amar, Oven, Barhuna, Amar, Avchama, Barguria. Ben a son, let's say his father has to go away on business. So the son misses his father. He can take, uh, uh, he takes his shoelace, his right shoelace, and he ties his right shoelace onto his son's left hand. And this is a way that the son will remember that his father's always there. And, um, you know, there's something in the, uh, I guess, the nervous system or the mind that when the son sees it specifically on his, he sees his father's right shoelace on his left hand, that it will calm him down. Amar of Nachumar Yitzchak, v'simanech tefillin, and it should be tied like tefillin, meaning just like tefillin you tie on the left hand, so too, uh, you know, for righty at least, so too these, um, the, you know, when the father ties his right shoelace, it should be tied on the left hand, v'chilufa sakanta. And if he, the father ties his right shoelace on his son's right hand, then it's actually a sakana. So now we're going to be launched into um, different type of rufuas over here. So Amar Avan Barhuna, Amar Avchaman Barguria, Sechufi Kasa Atiburi, to turn over a hot cup on the stomach, Bishabsa Shapir Dami. So this was, a, again, it was a therapy 
there is no problem. Normally, we say refua, regular refua would be aser, right? Because there's an iser called shechika samemanim. You can't grind up different, um, you know, like if you, ever, if you ever look at the, like the old pharmacy, they have a mortal and a pestle. Mortar and a pestle, I think it's called, right? It has like that cup thing with, a, with like a stick that they used to use to grind. That's how medicines were made. So therefore, it's usher to do any sort of refuah on Shabbos. And these are going to be mutter because these um, don't require shechika samimanim. And I think that because these are therapies, they're not necessarily refuahs, right? Again, let's see if that holds true going through it. I didn't see it anywhere, but that's, that's what I think. And therefore, when you put a hot cup on the navel, you're not actually, you're just taking hot water and you're putting it on your stomach right? You're, 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 you're calming your stomach down. It's not actually healing anything. You're just providing a therapy. Shaper dummy. Amar oven bar huna. Amar rav chama bar gurya. Mutter losoch shemen umelach b'shabbos. You can smear um, oil and salt on Shabbos. Again, it's a therapy, okay? And this is going to be to, to sober someone up. These, these are uh, remedies and somebody uh, drank a little too much. When they would get drunk, they used to drink together. They would bring oil, umilcha, and salt. They would rub it on their palms. And they would rub it on their soles or their feet. And they would say the following. Uh, Incantation. Just like this oil is spread. So also, you should uh, spread out the, um, right? In other words, it's sitting very heavy. When a person drinks too much, spread it out, right? Make it, um, make the effect of the wine more spread out so that we'll be able to, um, you know, get over our hangover. And if you don't have oil and salt, bring a seal of a barrel, soak it up in water, and say the following uh, incantation, just like this, this seal is able to float, that our wine inside of our body should also float, that it shouldn't saturate our limbs, and that we shouldn't feel so uh, hungover. Uh, right for so and so the um the you should uh you know it was it was a way to remove the hangover and they again here's weiter things that are kind of like therapies on Shabbos that we say is mutter so he says mutter lechanek b'Shabbos your ones allowed to hang themselves. And Rashi explains that the way you used to do is, um, you know, if you had like a, it's like equivalent, it was an uh, ancient way of doing like an adjustment from a chiropractor. So if you, uh, if your vertebrae was kind of out of, out of shape, you were bent out of shape. So then um, you would uh, hang yourself up by your neck and it would kind of stretch out your neck and your vertebrae. Um, not, don't try this at home, but uh, apparently if you hung yourself by your neck, it would serve to, um, to you know, loosen you up. That he says, You're allowed to swaddle a baby on Shabbos. So in those days, when the baby was born, the swaddling process doesn't just uh, keep them warm and make them feel good, but it was also a way to kind of set their bones and make sure that they grow properly. 
So again, it's not a strict refuah, but it's some sort of therapy they used to do, like a physical therapy. Rav Papa, now for these two things that we had, mutter lechanek, and to, to, to wrap the baby, to do the swaddling, Rav Papa masni banim, Rav Papa learned this as banim, meaning that we have, like we have oven barhuna amar Rav Chama bar gorya, Rav Zvidi masni ben, he learned ben. Rav Papa masni banim, vitarvayu masni luhu ba'avin, so he learned both these things of that you're allowed to hang yourself and to wrap yourself. He learned them both b'shem oven barhuna. Okay, and that's why he had banim that it was just it was just rav and barhuna for both of them. Revzvid masni ben kamaisa. Okay, masni ba'oven barhuna v'hai masni b'rabba bar barchana. So he learned Revzvid learned it as rabba bar barchana d'am rabba barchana. You know, so it was just a different way that he uh, he had heard this memra a different way that lefufe yunuka to again to swaddle the child dami. So all this is is a machlekes here in uh, how where they heard it quoted. Did they hear it from a bar or a bar bar? You know, son of a son, or was it a grandson of, or was it a son of? Uh, of Cham? Of well, one's heard it from Rabbi Bar Bar Chana, and one heard it from Oven Bar. Uh, Huna, Amr Abaya, Amr Li'aim. Abaya said that my mother. So this is famous that his his mother was really wasn't his natural, was adopted mother, right? It was really his. No, I'm sorry, it wasn't his mother. It was really his nurse, and he called her his mother. And his nurse um, had all these remedies, had all these different healing things. So Amr Li'aim, call minaini bishma deima. Anytime you mention something for Rufuah Shalema, like we do, we make a Mishaberach, you make a Mishaberach. Here we're talking about anytime you actually do something that is to heal, but it was the equivalent of making a Mishaberach, you always use the mother's name, which we actually do, right? You say it's so and so, son of or daughter of mother. The Chokatri, anytime you make a, a knot for the Gaguin, like we had, like we're talking about here, is Bismayla, right? We said that you take, the father would take. To make to, so that his son would not miss him so much, he would take his right shoelace and tie it on the son's left hand. These knots that they would make for kolkatri, the knots for gaguin, bismillah would always be on the left hand. Like we said, it's a sakana to do it on the right. Any time we have a counting, right? So we say, do the following uh, therapy. If we say, do it four times, so then you do it four times. If it say do it twenty times, you do it twenty times. Okay, so anytime we have a number called minyani de mefarshi mefarshi, as it's listed, udaloy mefarshi, and if we don't say a certain amount of times to do it, you know how many times it is? Arba in vechadzimni, do it forty-one times. Okay, tonarabanan yitzin ve'evan takuma, that a pregnant woman can go out with a uh, evan takuma was a weight. They had a, sp- a certain weight. Um, like a, a stone that she would go out with, and it was uh, something that they had, okay, to, that pregnant ladies would carry so that they should not, um, they shouldn't miscarry. So they would, they would go out with it, and they would, so again, we see here that you're allowed to carry it because it's something that she needs for Rafua. Um, B'Shabbos, right? So, it doesn't only have to be a true Evan Takuma. You don't have to buy the brand name Evan Takuma, even if it is 
something that is the equivalent weight. The point is, I guess, however this would work, um, that they would go out uh, wearing some sort of stone opposite where the baby was sitting in their stomach so uh, to relieve the pressure from the baby. Uh, I, I'm not really sure. Okay, but it's something that they use, some sort of counterweight that they used to have. And, and she can go out with it not only, we're not only talking about somebody who has previously miscarried. Somebody who, um, even if she never miscarried, still, it's something that pregnant women normally do. She doesn't even have to be pregnant. Because she doesn't know when she's going to get pregnant. So therefore, what we're saying is a woman can always go out with this um, miscarrying preventative stone on Shabbos. She could wear it inside of her begadim, um, she's allowed to go out with it. Amar of Yemar, Bar Shlim, Bar Shalmiya, Mishveh Dabaya, Vuhu, Ti'ichvan, Be'iskel. It has to be the exact weight, right? So apparently there was an exact size. Um, you can't just go out with any weight. It has to be the exact weight that these um, um, preventative miscarrying stones were. Baya, Baya, Mishkel, the Mishkel, Mai. Can you go out with the counterweight of a counterweight? Teku. I, so, right, we don't answer that. No, this doesn't have to be the exact, uh, exact either weight or counterweight. There were two parts of these um, anti-miscarrying uh, uh, weights that a woman would go out with. Can you go out with the counterweight of a counterweight? And we don't answer that question. Okay, I guess you could ask your obstetrician if, uh, if you think it's relevant as a current therapy. Okay. V'amar um, Abaya. Um, early aim. So now we're going to talk about fever over here, and that's going to go into tomorrow. But today we're going to talk about a very specific type of fever, and that is a one-day fever. How do you how do you cure a one-day fever? Okay, and now I just take Advil, but uh, apparently in those days it was a little more complex. For a daily fever, take a white coin. Okay, new. Shiny penny. Okay, remember this one. Let's see if you remember this one. We'll have it next week again. You go to a uh, salt, uh, whatever you call it, a, a salt manufacturing plant. Okay. And the liskol maskale milcha. And you take the, the, equal, the equal amount of weight to this salt. Basically, you go to a salt evaporation plant, right? So what happens? Salt came from uh, salt water. So they would have the water come in and then they would have the water, let's say, into a pool. And then the sun would beat down on where the salt water was and the water would evaporate and you'd be left with salt. So he says, right, take an equal weight of salt. And tie this fresh salt uh, on your neck, benira barka with a strand of hair, and that would uh, that would serve as Advil. That would that would uh, heal your one day fever. V sounds like a lot of work. V Eloi, and if if you don't have uh, the ability to, you don't you don't know of a salt farm near you. go to the crossroads. V'chichazi shumshana when gamla when you see a large ant. Didari midi that's carrying something. Lishkale, pick it up. Vilashaja begufsa, put the ant with his package into a tube. Vilishade, five bucks if you remember this one. Vilishade begufsa denechasha, put it in a copper tube. Except there we had it. We had it before if you remember by the shadim. 
but there was a, right? Remember that with the shadim. If you want to know if there were shadim there, so uh, you take uh, roasted black roosters and burn it up and put the ashes inside of a tube. Okay, when you're done spreading it out to see if the shadim were there. But anyway, so you take this ant and you put it in a copper tube. You seal it with lead. You seal it with 60 seals, 60 O-rings. You shake it. And you carry it. And what do you say to the ant? Your burden, right? An ant, an ant can carry far more than its weight. So give me your burden. The ant was carrying a crumb of food. And you take my burden, which is my one-day fever. I want to get rid of my fever. So you take the ant, you put it in a tube, you uh, a copper tube, you seal it, and you shake it up, and you trans do a transfer of his burden to your burden. He says, no, I don't like this one because maybe somebody who had a far worse illness already did this, and therefore you're now going to trade places with this ant, and you're going to end up with a worse illness. Okay, rather say to the ant, Tunai Utunach Allah, take your burden and my burden. Okay, and if you can't find this ant, so we have a third way to accomplish uh, solving, you know, getting rid of your one day fever. Lishko Kuza Chadata, take a new pitcher, Belezel and Ahara, go to the river, Belezel and say to the river the following Nara and Ahara, Izvin Kuza, lend me a pitcher's worth of. Uh, right? Lend me a a pitcher of water for uh, for my daily routine, meaning for to get rid of this fever. and you circle this pitcher shav zimni al seven times on my head. you throw the water from the pitcher behind you, and you say to the river, Nara, Nara, so apparently something around, there, there's, there's, I think the Marsha, I mean, someone goes through all this, right? Seven times is, is specific. It's Shalkiyam. So taking the water seven times around you is um, the, the water is now sucking up somehow your fever. And now you're chucking the water back into the river and saying, take my fever. Right, okay, because of this sickness that I had, this daily sickness, right? This is a one-day fever. Um, right, I want it that the day that it came, right? To orcha came the day that it came. It should also leave today, and this is some sort of therapy to get rid of your fever. Um, okay, or take two Advils. You'll see, I don't know why, but for a lot of these things, I'll say like, you'll have four different ways to get rid of the fever. There's more ideal ways and less ideal ways. To me, some of the, as it goes down, it becomes uh, a lot more, a lot more simple. Like taking a barrel of water versus finding an ant and putting them in a copper tube. To me, it would be easier to go to the river and get a barrel of water. But not, So I'm not really sure if these things are, you know, if there's a specific order that you have to go through or process. But anyway, um... Okay, I'll send out the summary for today. I didn't do, I didn't dwell a lot on the uh, therapies. Don't worry. Okay, but you should have it. And we started with that a Akita, right? We said that a uh, uh, amputee can go out with his um, 
with his prosthetic leg, with his peg peg leg. Again, we said that um, we said it's a machleik between Rameyer and Rabiesi. It's not it's not something that's normally normal to go out with, and it is considered. You know, it's, we, are we saying lav orche? He's not going to take it off, and it's a masoi, or it's not normal to go out with, and it's a masoi, or do they have a din of shoes? So number one, that we want to know hechi tanan. How did we learn the machlekes? Right? Is it a mayor says mutter and rivesi aser, or is it vice versa? And who is the halacha like? Rivesiv said lefi shmuel Ravuna, We tried to say that ein hakitea yotza that the amputee cannot go out according to a mayor and rivesi was matter. And Rava brought down Rav, and then we said that Shmuel and Ravuna were also chazer, and we said that no, that a kitea mayor holds that a kitea can go out and rivesi asered it. Okay, and then in regards to the um, when we brought by the, the plaster, Rav Yasef said that it was actually Rav Yasef ben Nuri who answered, not Rav Yasef. I mean, it was actually Rav Yasef ben Nuri, not Rav Yasef. But either way, we see that Rameir would hold that it is Mutter. Um, we said, Kita Shiyesh base Kibble, that if the peg leg has an area to put in cushioning, then Abaya says it's going to be Metama uh, Tomas Mace, right, which is Tomas Maga. Right, it will now become. It will be able to become tame, um, just like any other kli because it has a base kibble, but not medris because we said it's like a cane. That it's not something that you know the, the peg leg is not something that it's just there for decorative purposes, um, and it's not something that he actually um, uses to support himself. Rava held that he could lamaisa use it for some sort of supports, like a. A baby's wagon or a child's play wagon. Sometimes you can use it for support, and therefore Rava will hold that it will also be tummy tummy medris. We talked about in the Mishnah smuchos, which are the shin guards for somebody who was amputated from the ankle and down. It's going to be tummy medris because he does right. They they go on his shin and then he walks on his shins, so they're obviously holding him up. So it's going to be tummy medris. He can go out on Shabbos because they are a tachshit. He's using them functionally as shoes. But you can go to the Azara because even though they, he's using them functionally as shoes, they don't sit on the bottom of his feet. We talked about the um, wheelchair for the double amputee who, um, who was amputated above his knees. So then, again, he has these little uh, shoe-ish type shoes type of things or guards on the bottom of his stubs. So that is Tommy Madras because he will use it to get off and on of his chair Right, he'll have to, you know, go on these stubs. Um, he can't go out with them on Shabbos because they don't. When he's sitting on his chair, they hang. Okay, they don't actually rest on the floor. They, he's sitting on the chair and he's amputated above his knee, so they don't actually sit on the floor. And therefore, we are concerned that he'll take them off. And you can't go out with them to the Azara because they sit on the bottom of his stubs, so they do function like shoes. So it would be usher. Then we discussed Luktaman, um, that it's going to be Tahar, and you can't go out. We said it's not a clay Tashmish, okay, or a Tashit. It's not something you wear, it's not something that's usable, okay, and therefore it is a Masui. It's not a Tashit, so it's a Masui. It's, a, it's something you're carrying, it's a burden, and it's Tahar because it's not a real clay that you're actually going to use. And we had three explanations of what these are it's either the uh, uh, horse, that, uh, you know, kind of like a stick horse. Or um, we said stilts, or it's a mask. Okay, then we said Yoitzim Biksharim. We had the mission. You can go out with knots. Rabbi Yehuda tried to say it was um, herbs that you tie on your neck, and Abayah said three of them will stop the the illness from getting worse. Five of them 
will heal and seven will heal, even the, even the worst cases. And we asked on it, then why should it be specific to the Bonim? So Nachum Bar Yitzchak said that what is it? It's, it's the right shoelace that the father ties on his left, his son's left hand because of Gaguin, right? He has, a, so the son doesn't miss his father. That's so what Gaguin is, is that he has like, he gets anxiety that his father's not around. Okay, and we said all, we had we then brought, we launched into other things, other therapies that don't have that are going to be mutter. We said, uh, you know, putting a cup of hot water, inverting a cup of hot water, you know, putting a hot flask on your stomach um, to, uh, to, you know, we, we talked about how to, uh, the therapy used to get over your hangover, smearing oil and salt. And then for somebody who was feeling out of sorts, uh, they would hang themselves by the neck to loosen up their bones and to swaddle a child. Okay, uh, Baya said, "Shame his mother." Number one, that anything's all loichashes. When you say plainy, when you say it for somebody's name for for healing, you say the mother's name. And a- any uh, any knots for gaguin have to be on the left, like we said. And if you want to know how many times to say something, anytime we say do the following refua and say something, if we don't tell you how many times, it means say it forty-one times. Um, we said that you can go out with an Evan, Evan Takuma. Rameyer said even the counterweight of an Evan Takuma, again, this was some sort of rock that they used to have that would prevent uh, miscarriage, okay, would counterweight the baby. We wanted to know, we said you can even go out with the counterweight um, and even somebody who has never miscarried before, it could be even used, or even if she's not even pregnant, it could be used as preventive. Um, and Abayah said you can only go out with them if it is an exact weight. You can't just take any rock. We wanted to know what happens if it's the counterweight of a counterweight, and we didn't answer that. And then Abayah, we had uh, the different the different therapies or ways to heal the um, the fever. Right? It was the uh, I didn't I didn't record them, but in case you want to know, it was um, first we said the the salt. Right? Go to the salt farm and get salt, and then we said the ant, and then um, and then we, we said the pitcher. So we had three different uh, ways to cure a one-day fever. Okay, tomorrow we're going to move on to a three-day fever. So uh, if you have one today and you don't employ any of these, you can save it for uh, Tuesday and you'll get, you'll get cured then.